the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What you are saved from determines the level of worship to the one who has saved you. And that's the focus of today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. I swat a wasp just before it lands on you and stings you. Well, you're a little grateful. But if I pull you out of the ocean and you don't know how to swim, well, your gratefulness is going to increase, right? So what have you been saved from when it comes to our relationship with God? That is what we're looking at today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We're in Romans chapter 1, sin, the ruin that God rescues us from. Join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast. It was when the prodigal came to his senses, he realized, I left the best thing I had in my father's house. I went to the pigs and the hogs, and I'm out here begging to get a meal. And when I've got a dad with a full table, I just got to go home. And some of you need to get home. You need to get home. Sin, sin, ignorance, idolatry. Then God says, when you kick me out and you choose other gods, this is what I'm going to give you over to, verse 24. I gave them over to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies. Then turn over. To page 20, uh, verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Without God, you won't know what to do with your body. Oh, you'll only do those things that will destroy it. We have more sexually transmitted diseases today, even with penicillin, than any time. We can't control it. We can't control it. But it's a sin that often comes back to haunt what you did with your body in your youth. You can be struggling and living with in your 30s. Why did I throw my body away so recklessly? Because sexual sin, he said, always destroys the body. 1 Corinthians 6. So he said, I gave them up. And when I let pull back the restraints, their bodies were used for all kinds of impurity. They didn't even know who to sleep with. Because God gave sex for three things. Number one, procreation. That was what he told Adam and Eve. Procreate. And the means is sexuality. 
and man and woman keep the race going. If you get just the same genders, you can't keep the race going. Now, you can get some other woman to carry your seed, and they're doing this because they want children. But just logically, if women were with women and men with men, it would be the death of the human race. It would be genocide. So, now they have infertilization. Uh, They'll get a lesbian woman to carry my seed so we can't have a child and we'll share the parenthood together. And so they're getting around that because they do want children. But it's it's out of balance totally with what the Creator said. So then, look, he ends the chapter with the things God says are debased. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, that's hate. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. He ends his argument against the human race in chapter 3. And he concludes that both Jew and Gentile are guilty before God. And he sums it up with 14 counts of guilt. 14 counts And he reaches into the Psalms, and he reaches into the Old Testament to bring forth, therefore I conclude that the whole human race stands in need of a mighty Savior. And he says this to you. He says this to your mother, to your grandmother, to your children, to your grand. This is God's indictment against the human race. Fourteen counts. We're in court. This is what the judge says. Verse 10. I pick up nine. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks or Gentiles, are under the divine sentence of sin. It is written, none is righteous. No, not one. Have you ever admitted you're not good enough to go to heaven apart from Jesus Christ? Are you resting in your righteousness? Are you resting? I'm good enough. I'm not that bad. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice lady. Whatever. And yet he says, none possess the righteousness that will get you to heaven. So you say, well, I've been baptized. Well, uh, that's nice, but it won't save. Say, well, I grew up in church. It's nice. Have you been inoculated or infected? Sometimes you get just enough religion to be inoculated. You know all the answers, but you don't know Christ. You know all about church life, but you're just as lost as you can be. There is none righteous. Isaiah used the phrase, a very gross phrase. 
Your righteous deeds are like filthy rags. The rags they wrapped around lepers. The rags of menstruation. The rags that were ceremony. He said, your best stinks before the living God. You're not righteous enough this morning if you should die and leave here. If you have not received Christ, your righteousness by itself will plunge you into hell. You only can find the righteousness that gets you into heaven in the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to die for your sins and to give you a righteousness you could never earn. He goes on. He goes on. He said, no one understands. He's not talking about you don't know mathematics. You don't know geography. No one understands God. They don't understand God's ways uh, because they voluntarily have become ignorant of God. I don't want to know it. I don't, don't bring God into my life. I might feel guilty. He might ruin the party. No one seeks for God. Isn't that amazing? I find many people who say they are seeking God, they're basically seeking relief from some sin. Uh, the girlfriend maybe broke up. The wife may have left. The husband may have left. A child may be breaking. And a lot of times, uh, I'll give church a try because, uh, uh, you know, I've lost something. I need a sedative for the soul. And that's understandable. But many times, they don't want God. They want relief. God seeks us or none would be saved. Jesus sought for you. You don't go looking for him. That's why pain is his famous greatest evangelism tool. Sinners usually have to have enough pain to give God a look at. In your pain, nobody looks better than a savior. How much will it take? People in hell never repent. We never read of one time they repent. They would do it all over again. Did you know that? The people who go to hell would do it all over again. I don't want God. And if hell's the alternative, I'll take it. It's hard to believe we could be that ignorant, stubborn, and hostile to God. He goes on. All have turned aside. Together, they have become worthless. So we've turned aside from God's uh, path. We've abandoned God. He said we've become worthless. Or the idea is useless. We, we have uh, we've distorted the purpose for which we were created. It's like a tool that refuses to do what it was made to do. It's useless to you. Might as well throw it away. And God said, the human race is becoming useless to me. They don't want to give me glory. They don't want to give me honor. They don't want to give me thanks. They want rain. They want children. They want food. They want, but they don't want me. They're useless to me. They don't ever say thanks. They never acknowledge that I created. They're all for self. They're useless for what I made them for. They bring me no glory. Ask yourself, does God get any glory out of you? And then he goes on and says, no one does good. Not even one. That includes you. That includes me. No one. 
You see, it's this way. We all fall short. Here's the standard. And some are closer to meeting it than others. I liken it to if we all went to Pier 39 and those who did track and if you liked run and broad jump and those kind of things. Uh, let's say we're going to have a contest. Let's have a broad jump contest. And we're going to, here's the goal. Here's the goal. I'm going to compete with you. We're going to run, run. And you've got to reach Alcatraz. I don't care if you outjump me by 20 yards. You're going to land in the bay. You can't jump that far. So some jump further than others. Some are better than others. But none are so good that God says you're good. You're a thousand miles from me. Your best doesn't even touch the closest I want. And then if you don't believe we're sinners, what you need to do is examine the mouth of the patient. You know, you put that little depressor on there. Ah. What's my tongue sticking out? Have anything to do with my problem? Well, they see infection. They can see this. They can see that. But look how God says, this is what I've got against you. Watch, watch your mouth. Watch this. Their throat is an open grave. That, that's kind of depicable. Wonder if they're in uh, a decomposition stage. That would be a stinking place to be around. That's why they had to put the spices on Jesus quick. They were afraid of decomposition. But did you know what the psalm said? He will not decompose. God promised his son, I will not let the skin worms even touch you. Pretty good. Jesus never even began to rot. No such thing. Mm -mm. But he said, the throat is an open grave to some people, the moment they start talking, they start lying. They use their tongues to deceive. They're liars. They never know what they said last because they just lie. Whatever gains the advantage. Notice this. My lands. Uh, I got a grandson that always wants to see National Geographic, and he loves snakes. And you watch enough of those, you don't sleep at night. I mean, I see him getting these venomous snakes and getting the poison out. And man, we were looking at cobras, and we were like, I thought, and then I was supposed to go to bed and say, "Don't be afraid." Then, then it's uh, pythons and you know things that help you sleep well. And man, that venom is incredible. And here he says, look at the mouth of the sinner. And venom is under their lips. They can poison you in a minute with gossip, slander, bad language. Notice this. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Well, see, I don't work around this. The most dangerous thing in my office is my secretary. But Edwin, who's a teamster, works in San Francisco. He keeps us informed what they talk about on the dock. What teamsters are doing all day. The language, the brawls, the animosity, the, uh, the behaviors of sinners. And he keeps us informed Oh, no, no. 
The mouth of men and women are dirty. They're dangerous. It's full of curses and bitterness. Have you, how many times in a day can you hear somebody say, God damn you? Take God's name to eternally damn someone. First they're wrong to use God's name. And by the way, church folks, quit using God's name unless you mean it. You know, I hear people in church, oh, Jesus, what do you mean? Were you going to talk to him? Go ahead. Would you ever say, oh, no, I just put that in instead of George. I said, Jesus, say George. My wife gets me because I've been saying, bye, George. She said, boy, you're close to cussing. I said, what do you mean? I said, George. He said, you meant it for by God. I said, I never thought of it till you said it. But do you know folks in church, God, Jesus, you're taking his name in vain. I said, you're taking his name in vain. Don't be, don't be using his name unless you really want something. Because you might be shocked. He may just say, yes. <laughs> and you die on the spot. But look what he says here. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. I belonged to the Richmond wife for a while, and I would do exercises in the pool. But getting out, they had a sauna, and it was amazing. It was mainly an old man's sauna. You got in there, everybody uh, kind of looked like uh, Shamu. Uh, I mean, big gray hair, old there's old geezers in there and just like that. I was the youngest thing. You ought to hear what old men can talk about in a sauna. I thought I was at Helms Junior High. I thought, you mean you've got a wife, you've got children, you've got grandchildren, and you still talk like the garbage can. You never got out of the sewer, did you? You're not educated. Oh, no, I'm an engineer. I wanted to say, like, I'll leave it. No, no. Your mouth betrays your heart. Your mouth brings up from the, McGee used to say, the mouth is the bucket that draws from the well of the heart. I know what's in your heart when I listen to you talk. Well, their feet are swift to shed blood. Can that be? Just a mile over here. A dear couple in our church in those days. Wonderful couple. He was the chief of police for Richmond. Killed his boy over an ounce of drugs. Just one ounce. Misunderstanding with the drug dealer. Is it dangerous? You know where I grew up in Richmond today? Whether you're white or black. It's dangerous because so many men have been killed there over just an ounce, over just an argument. They're swift. Let's kill somebody. They say, let's do it. Matter of fact, we know how to kill 20 at a time. We'll do it at church. We'll do it at a theater. We'll do it at Las Vegas. We love to kill people. Have no remorse. We don't even know the names of the people we're killing. We're just killing them because we like to kill In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. 
Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Guilty. Guilty. At the white throne judgment, nobody speaks up in their defense. It's amazing to watch NBA games and to see the player always arguing with the the umpire. No, no, no. Get out. Technical. I'm in charge here, not you. And when you come before God, he's in charge. And no lawyers allowed. And if you don't take your case to Jesus now, right now, he'll take your case. And he alone can get you off. Because he alone has paid for your crimes. Jesus Christ died for our depression. Died for our uh, self-esteem. Died for our uh, victimization. Did he ever die for your sins? I can't hear you. Do you believe it? Are you just mouthing? You can't be an evangelist unless you believe people are going to hell. That's why we lost urgency in the church. Oh, some of you believe in hell, but you don't believe in evangelism. You don't believe in trying to win anybody. I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to be in their face. You can't live in this culture without sin being in your face and the verdict is out. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. God is angry. He said he was. And he lists He goes for three chapters. I'll tell you why I'm angry. Men have chosen to be ignorant of me. Men have chosen other gods over me. Men have given up their bodies to immoral, sinful behavior. And finally, these 14 summary statements is, they don't want me anyway. They don't seek me anyway. They don't want my peace anyway. So, to hell they will go. But, I offer a way out in my son, but he will do you no good unless you receive him. It's sort of like medication, you know, the big debate, do we inoculate or not? Then all of a sudden we have a breakout of measles. Because some people say, I don't inoculate, and others we will. And so you start troubling now with what could be an epidemic. You never know. Sometimes we even encounter you. Rich Rollins' famous line was, uh, I gave you the medicine, have you taken it? Medicine that you don't take will not cure you. You got to get it in you. What keeps you from taking Christ? You're guilty before God without him. And he will not be, he may be short, he may be long-suffering, But he has a good memory. He's recording every reason why you haven't come. This morning, he stands able, ready, and willing to save you. He he wants to say, somebody has paid for your sins. I find you guilty. I find you guilty, righteously. But I offer you the good news. And the good news, Paul said, the gospel that I bring to you can give you a righteous standing before the living God by faith alone. The law won't do it. Good works won't do it. Your religious background won't do it. Your baptism won't do it. Only Christ saves. What keeps you from taking him? You don't have tomorrow. 
You cannot guarantee me you'll be here tomorrow. Why would you keep gambling with your soul? If you died today, where would you go? Where would you go? Maybe it's not well with your soul, but it can be. Jesus Christ is a mighty Savior. He came to deal with sin. He came. To, he is the one that can rescue you from the ruin that the whole race lives with. Your family was as bad off as my family. We all are in the same boat. We need a mighty Savior. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.